you are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey everyone, this is Tony Dow and welcome to Last Week in Health IT for January 24th, 2020. Alright, so there's not much news this week. There's actually a few, actually one news item that's pretty big, but a lot of the other ones are smaller ones, so let's just get right into it. So, the first news item is... Epic pushes out software update to help spot the coronavirus. So if you haven't heard yet, the coronavirus that's been uh, identified in uh, China and it's been spread around the world, right? So uh, Epic has pushed out a new questionnaire alert and it's uh, trying to figure out um, where or how this uh, virus has been spread. So it's going to be helping uh, with following the CDC guidelines and trying to identify you know, uh, places that are higher risk for having the coronavirus. So, so straight from the news article, it says Epic this week sent out an update to its healthcare providers meant to help providers uh, nationwide detect potential cases of the Wuhan novel coronavirus or the 2019 NCOV. So, uh, why does this matter? It's because, you know, Epic is actually everywhere. They have one of the biggest uh, uh, strongholds in the electronic health record market, right? So, uh, having this kind of travel screening questionnaire. Uh, be pushed out to all of its users is going to be beneficial in trying to help with identify and probably uh, figure out where these uh, symptoms may be occurring right now. So uh, trying to help identify potentially where the coronavirus has been spread to. And uh, Epic also says that this new update was developed in collaboration with uh, biocontainment experts and infectious disease physicians and a number of other professionals with guidance from the U.S. Uh, CDC. So this is a pretty big uh, effort into trying to figure out what to do about the coronavirus. So the next news item is Yale experts offer strategies for successful clinical AI rollouts. So as you know, AI is still in an infancy stage right now, and there's still a lot of questions and um, concern about what AI is and how to even uh, roll it out with uh, enough like oversight to make sure that it's not like doing uh, any negative things, right? So... Um, Yale, as regulatory oversight for predictive decision support evolves, uh, certain best practices can help systems uh, get the most from machine learning powered uh, CDS models, CDS meaning clinical decision support. So at the HIMSS 20, uh, two of the clinicians that actually came from the Yale School of Medicine, they offer, they will offer their perspective and advice for how to implement artificial intelligence in a safe manner and in an effective manner and in a, you know, privacy awareness manner. So the session hasn't happened yet, and it is happening at this upcoming HIMSS 2020. And I guess in the session, the two providers will be talking about different approaches on how they can use AI in the clinical decision support uh, in terms of like regulations as well. And then uh, maybe talking about specific use cases that they've seen that has been uh, successfully implemented already. So uh, it's something that I guess I'm looking forward to hearing more about. Because it is still kind of new and it's still kind of up at the forefront of the next step in healthcare technology. But I don't really know the specifics out there yet. So it will be really interesting to hear more about what they have to say about this. All right. So the next news item is the NHS Trust predicts 2.5 million pounds savings from investment in IT solution. So NHS is National Health Service. They are over in Europe and they contracted with a Swiss Post Solutions Group uh, to to digitize the patient health records and trying to be paper light by 2023. And I guess they did an analysis on what would happen if they implemented this. And it seems to be showing that there's a cost savings about 2.5 million pounds, not one time, but it's going to be per annum. This is a huge deal because that's going to be saving a lot of money for them. 
and also getting them towards uh, kind of being more standardized in terms of electronic health records with everyone else in the area where, you know, using technology for healthcare in an effective manner uh, with uh, digitizing all the patient records at this point. And the last piece of news I want to talk about, uh, I'm going to actually be reading straight from the BeckersHospitalReview.com website for this news. And it's because I don't want to, I guess, be too opinionated on this, but um, the Epic CEO, Judy Faulkner, uh, she asked hospitals to oppose the HHS's interoperability rule. So Epic CEO Judy Faulkner on January 22nd uh, emailed some of the EHR's giant, largest U.S. hospital clients, asking them to disapprove of HHS's uh, proposed interoperability rule. The rule, which she has said uh, could be finalized by the ONC within the next month, would require companies to make their health records more interoperable and allow providers to share patient data outside with outside organizations. Additionally, the rule would allow patients to have free and direct access to their medical data through third-party smart app- smartphone applications. And Ms. Faulkner's uh, letter was addressed to health system CEOs and presidents, asking them to sign a letter alongside Epic to voice their opposition to the proposed rule. And she says, HHS needs to hear from you so they understand that you uh, are feeling these issues are important. Very little time is left. We're concerned the healthcare costs will rise, care will suffer, and patients and their family members will lose control of their confidential health information. And um, she previously voiced her concern for the rule before, saying that it can affect patients' privacies because app developers will have access to their data without consent. So um, an ONC spokesperson told CNBC that patient choice was a top priority when creating the rules, which were actually introduced back in 2019. And he said... Uh, We want the public to have computational right of access to health information so they can uh, have control over apps of their choosing. So I'll go ahead and link this specific article into the show notes. But yeah, this is a very controversial topic right now because there is that intent, that well-intentioned intent of the ONC saying we do need to have a healthcare system that allows for data interoperability so that, you know, care can be provided effectively by having everybody uh, have access to that data in a certain way. And then we have the other side, we're saying, well, we got to make sure that data is shared appropriately and uh, secure, right? So there's going to be two competing sides, and I'm not really sure where it's going to go, but we're just going to have to keep an eye on this for the next like few weeks to months, I guess, uh, to see what will happen when the ONC responds to it publicly. So uh, be on the lookout for that. But uh, before we go, I mean, if you guys want to hear more news uh, for healthcare IT, of course, go to healthcareitnews.com or even beckershospitalreview.com. And those are the places where I get my healthcare IT news to stay updated in the field. All right. If you like our show, please share with your friends or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And you can also reach out to me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Select group at PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there. And I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening. And I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And remember, technology is a tool. Patient care is the goal.